connecting the classics. Got a guest. He knows more than we know. Special ride along edition. You know more than I know. Let's ride along with some Ride Me <laughs> High by JJ Kale. That was John Kale. You know more than I know. It's connecting the classics. Normally we do connections between two classic albums, Kevin Bacon style. But today, like Lee said, we're doing a ride along. Do you want to introduce our guest? We've got a special guest with us who has chosen an album for our, our ride along. Uh, we've got the one and only Tom Bot, the God. Yeah, what's your name, guest? Oh, Tom Bot. Tom Bot. Okay, we got the one and only Tom Bot. And neither of us had heard of this album. I, I don't know if you want to go ahead and tell the listeners. Yeah, so I was trying to think of stuff that you guys um, might be outside of your guys' uh, typical wheelhouse. So yeah. I found this. Um, actually, I didn't find it, but I selected the Dylan Brady EP, Peace and Love. Because I think uh interesting musician producer lately on a lot of stuff. We've lots of webs. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear it. I saw it's on Mad Decent, which I always like their their taste can be kind of like all over the place. I, I don't know if it's going to be dancey or not. So I'm excited to hear this first song. And Dylan Brady, the only thing I know about it is from 100 Gex, right? From my one. Yeah, he's oh. half of it. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's a lot of context then. Yeah. Aye, yeah, okay. so we can talk some 100 Gex. I got 100 thoughts on 100 Gex. I'll give Tom Bot 100 you got 100 Gex. Off the bat. <laughs> 100, got 100 Gex, Gex. Tom Bot. Should we just launch into the first song? I don't know. You got anything you yeah, want to Yeah, is there anything else, Tom, up with, you want to add? Yeah. Um, well, I think that's that's enough. We'll start from there. I don't want to give too much more. Curious to see if it lines up once we start listening to it, to what you expect. When did you hear this album first? Um, not long ago. I mean, I've been kind of listening to 100 Gex for a while, but then I think it was like I realized his name is Dylan Brady. And then I started song, seeing his name like on features and like production credits, like all over the place. So then I was like, shit, I should look into this guy. And he's got a good name. He's got Dylan and Brady. Right. Like it's got the name recognition on both sides. Yeah, He's Tom, he's Tom Brady's, Brady's younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. First track key of C. Ooh. I, I don't mean to steal your flame, Tom, if you want to. I feel like you track. played a song called key of C. We did actually the Terry Riley song. So already right, weaving in. webs across episodes. We'll try to do minimal talking. I think we can talk in between songs. Looks like this album is six songs, so it's an EP. That seemed right, Tom. Yeah, yeah, it's six a shorty. Songs. So yeah, we'll 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 catch up with you guys after this. We might talk over it. I might have okay. to be able okay, to myself. Are the baby noises part of it? Yeah, you're like Timbaland with the uh, baby uh, sound effects in the background.
song in the key of C. <laughs> I forget where we were. Somewhere around here. I got us. I was just going to say, is this song in the key of C? You had a what? I was just. All right, Will, this, what are you doing? You just got to tell me I'll do it. Is this song in the key of C? I would think so, yeah. Love it. Maybe maybe key of D. <laughs> I mean, what, it's got to be key of D. Little, little curveball there. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, Dylan Brady. So the first question I have, because I don't listen to a lot of 100 Gex, is the auto-tune something that they do in their music, or is that... I always oh, think of it as absolutely. the more chopped-up, 8-bit style, distorted vocals, but not like straight auto-tune. I think all of the above. Yeah, okay. They just put so much on it yeah i really like that almost like yeah. an r&b feel i don't know if you agree with it too tom bot but i've heard 100 gex be described as like every genre mashed into one and i don't yeah. think people will call them hyper pop too so i wasn't sure mm-hmm. if dylan brady's because so what is the other person in 100 gex do do you know laura les is um she, so she's like the singer and he's more the music producer but i think you know they both make just a lot of music in general and so who was singing on what we just heard oh probably him right yeah i mean he does sing i don't know if lee you might know more than i know that it's like compression i don't know if that's Mm -hmm. the effect that they use but it's definitely like everything's super blown out and almost like shoegaze stuff like we've talked about but in a digitized way Yeah, yeah but also really clean yeah yeah like i think that's kind of the cool thing about hyperpop and i feel Dylan Brady is a really like I don't know probably like the I don't know the the poster child maybe yeah because even though he's layering on so much like effect and stuff it doesn't it doesn't sound like shit like if I were to like just start messing around and throwing tons of effects like it still is like a coherent interesting thing mm-hmm. and for that shoegaze comment I feel like it's a lot like uh, my bloody Valentine where it's just like yeah. that wall of sound. Yeah, it also reminded me a bit of Rusty. Did you ever get into him or even like Hudson Mohawk that like, Mm. you know, late 2008, 2009, kind of like trap beats, but really clean, like super heavy on the digital, you know, plugins and all that stuff, which I feel like it has traces of that. Yeah, I don't know Rusty so much, but definitely Hudson Mohawk. And I can see that as like a... As a precursor. Rusty had one hit song. I can't remember what it was, but we can play it at the end. It's an undisputed classic. Yeah, he, I mean, he had that album Glass Swords, which I think was like a big... That basically started the whole like trap genre, I feel like. I feel like with what we just heard, though, the I wrote it down as like... It's a cliche that people ask, like, how do you come up with your ideas or something? But it, when uh-huh. I listen to this kind of music, I'm just like, how does someone's brain come up with that? Because it is like all over the place but also the parts kind of 
are work together somehow mm -hmm. it's like little intricate parts that all work together but it almost does sound like i don't know it's like nice noise right yeah i don't know it's which like comes pleasant. first is you know do you have an idea and it's like the melody comes first or the baseline yeah it's not even his like the idea it's more of just how is his brain wired in a way that he makes music like this yeah. Well, I realized I've actually seen a video. Uh, I forget who who went to his studio and kind of like interviewed him. I just didn't put it two and two together. And he does a lot of stuff actually with guitar. Funny enough, I remember yep. in the video he talked a lot about that he starts songs on guitars, and that it can try to like morph into something more digital. But it all it always is like songwriting processes based in. Because was that jamming. a guitar on there? Because it kind of sounds like it, but it also sounds almost like a synth. I'd have to listen again. So maybe we should jump into the next song. Yeah, it's launch in. What yeah. key is this one in? I really Let's like see. this one because he kind of flips around. So he flips around. You're gonna ask the key on every song, Will? Is that is that the bit you're doing right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pause it. <laughs> Get out one of those apps. They'll tell you the key. It will be funny eventually. All right, what's this song, Tom? Oh, I don't have the track list in front of me. Okay, it says "I'll make you miss me all." Does that sound right? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, and real in. quick, before you launch in, so I don't have okay. to pause it, Tom, what's your primary method of consuming this album? Is it YouTube? Oh, I'm I'm a total YouTube person these days, so that's why I know more about the music video than the track list order. So that's how you listen to all your music, pretty much, is YouTube? 100%, yeah. Is it sometimes without a visual and it's just like album artwork? Oh, yeah, totally. But you yeah. see probably more music videos than the average person? Probably, yeah. And does that add to your uh, appreciation of the music, you think? I do think it colors it. Like, actually, if I'm permitted to go on a run, there's going to be a... Ooh, uh, permission granted. A, a, a movie aspect to these things, to it. All right, let's get into it. I like that. Sneak peek. Yeah. All right, I'll make you miss me all the time. I got cut off there, so launching in, Dylan Brady. Very, very my bloody Valentine already. I hear it now, Tom. Also in the key of C major. Wait, this one? Yeah. PFC is in B major. Wait, really? Yeah. There's a guitar. Tell me secrets and I will judge your feelings I'm not 
Weezer. Yeah, definitely. Some like pop punk in there. Yeah. Pop punk with a shredding guitar solo. I want to, if I can, here go on a, a bit of a run. Oh, um, oh yeah. I think hyperpop is really like if you were growing up in the '90s, like this is where you would end up. Um, yeah. So Dylan Brady, and, and to explain that, so Dylan Brady, one of the big artists he started producing for, and how he kind of like launched his wave, at least in part, was um, producing for Charlie XCX. Okay. Okay, and. The first time I heard Charlie XCX was on that uh, feature with Iggy Azalea. Do you remember uh, Fancy? Yes. And I'll give you, I don't know the song. 10,110 points XCX, Roman numeral. (laughs) Sweet. I'm so fancy, you already know. Iggy Azalea, the Australian white female rapper. Yeah, best white female Australian rapper (laughs) in the world. And who's who's she's he's um Playboy Cardi's baby daddy, right? Or baby oh, I mama. didn't know that. I think she is. Wow. I'm like fairly certain. But anyway, in that song, the music video is all featured off of uh Clueless, you know, the nineties masterpiece. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Which is based so, off Shakespeare, right? Mm-hmm. Or no Ooh. uh Jane Austen. I thought. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's some classical piece. Watched yeah, it recently. Austin. So anyway, going back to the 90s, one of the bands on that soundtrack was Beastie Boys with their mm. ill communication track Mullethead. Uh-oh. We're going mullet. Which is, you know, back in style now. Yep. Um, that is true. It's all cyclical. And the the guy that they... The BC Boys had produced for them this NYU student or whatever back back then was Rick Rubin, and Rick Rubin, you know, famous for the loudness wars and the compression and yeah, getting everything so loud. So I feel like to a '90s kid, like early 2000s, like getting that louder and louder, like just pushing everything into the track and stuff. And then I feel like hyperpop is just like the the product of that damn that's a really good observation and that was the deepest run a guest has ever had on the show so give you ten thousand one hundred more points xcx for that i also think too like it's like because i think all music is super compressed now in general like of all Mm -hmm. genres so it's interesting to hear the band like 100 gex or dylan brady like i actually feel like this is subdued compared to 100 gex stuff that i've heard like their new I feel album. like this is yeah it's like him exploring like just different genres like this one you you mentioned Weezer and I think like totally like I really think of Buddy Holly by Weezer mm-hmm. when I listen to this like just that like happy like guitar like rocking along maybe surf rock um, even though I don't really know what that means but I feel like yeah I right? surf rock again mm-hmm. yeah I was trying to figure out how to tie the the Beach Boys in because I feel like it's definitely like his 
homage to that sort of like fifties to surf rock to like the, you know, Beatles, like, you know? Yeah. I was just going to say, he's almost like the embodiment of connecting the classics of weaving, weaving webs throughout musical history, but then, and finding the connections and making it all sound catchy and poppy because right. like then, on the new hundred gex album, they have a, a few like ska kind of sounding songs. Yeah. But it all has a similar, like, I guess, digitized tone, like the auto tune. It has its own tone, but it's drawing from every genre and making something poppy. Because mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, on this show kinda... too, like we've talked about Sublime is poppy, even though they're playing like reggae. And then like s- somehow Nirvana is poppy, even though they're playing like angsty music. So yeah. pop isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting those ones you mentioned because we think it's poppy now, but is it because those bands became popular? Like we like them so much it got That's what I always wonder. Like uh redone and remade by like subsequent bands. Yeah. And then anyone who hears it in the 90s heard Nirvana, then they start making something like right. it 20 years later. There's something to the fact that it's just a guy or, you know, just one person using computers and, you know, a home studio versus Nirvana and Weezer are more or less the same input, but with a slightly different output. Mm-hmm. True. Like you've got people playing, you know, all the, the instruments in a studio with someone else mixing it and mastering it. And yet this is almost like his little world that he builds on each song in reference to all these, you know, endless sources of inspiration that he has access to because they grew up in the digital era of music. Right. Yeah. And I think that's kind of an interesting thing about now is like, I think this theme we keep circling back to the hyperpop, like including a lot of stuff and Dylan Brady and, you know, these more modern artists like 100 Gex have such diverse influences. I think, you know, to some extent, you know, older artists had diverse interests too, but it's just so much more accessible now. Like we've all listened to so much through our lives, like all over the place. We have so many access, so much access to like different tools. We're not like necessarily only able to master the guitar or like the bass. Like, you know, you can, or that, I mean, that's just the instrument side of it. Like now you can master like the whole sound, like production. And also in the 70s, 80s, 90s, they marketed albums towards like specific groups or they, you Mm -hmm. know, industry created genres. And then the Internet's effect over time has made it so that people don't care about genre as much or they just fuse them all together. And then that makes it like a new genre. Yeah. Great melting pot. All right. Do you want to jump to the next one? Next song? Yeah. yeah. Launch in. Wait, any bets on what genre this one was going to be most inspired by? I would say so. The one thing I would be interested to hear is like a blues version of this because I don't know if you can put blues into this mm. style. I don't, so I don't think that's coming up, but I want to hear that. Um, Does he have one? No, he doesn't. But like I have a RL Burnside did this one album that I feel like is the closest I can imagine. I'll look it up while we that. listen to it. All right, I'm going to guess this one's Soul. Like Motown. Title is Walking Through the Park. I was going to guess Aphex Twin. He's definitely has like a mm. 
Richard James vibe to him, but I, I imagine that's going to be later because there's one called Lo-Fi Dub I've seen on the track listing. That's that's my guess for Aphex Twin. So not this one. I don't know. Yeah, walking through the park makes me think almost like 60s like pop pop tune. Okay. Like Tom Jones. Hey there, Bussycat. What do you think it's going to be, Tombot? Um, the music video is of him on a pedal boat in Echo Park. And I think it might be a really short one. I'm going to go with uh, like 80s metal. Nice. I don't know. All right. I, hope, All right. Well, I can't remember. You know the album, so I hope you're right. <laughs> no. I'm excited. It's All not right. bad. It's going to be bad. the ex- it's exact opposite. Launching. <laughs> Ooh, maybe a little soul. I was thinking Motown. Yeah, yeah I think soul. I think I went on that one. That's very Motown bass line. In the snaps. Yeah, I really like the bass on this EP. Generally. G major key. It's over 33 <laughs> seconds love it so he yeah, made a 33 a second music video yeah it's just him pedaling one of those little swan boats in echo park you know yeah that's He's great in circles so i feel like that's part of their thing too is kind of like playing with the listener expectations and subverting them and society yeah yeah and i think it's very oh go ahead dom i was just gonna say like and and the things he does are very like accessible. Like I feel like it's just so much of stuff that we have at hand. It's like when you're growing up in the suburbs, you think everything's so boring and like mundane. But you know, he's like in his music videos wearing like one of those you remember in like like those black chokers girls used to wear, like the they were mm. like plastic and get it at Claire's. Whatever. Yeah, right? Like he wears those. And shit like that or hot topic yeah right hot well topic. in his wikipedia page he's wearing like a, he looks like curious george the man in the yellow hat but a wizard yeah. version yeah yeah oh, they so, wear like wizard outfits right and hundred gecks yeah it's actually his girlfriend who makes those and she has this she's like an artist and has like this very like and hand done like almost like kindergarten crafty aesthetic Mm-hmm. Like vaporwave that's what i was thinking yeah like bright colors right. vaporwave with vi- is, hy- like is hyper pop related to vaporwave i feel like it's nah. like the next like internet yeah people. related potentially just in that it's a contemporary genre so vaporwave think- is a style of music not just a aesthetic of clothing and yeah definitely design. a style but okay. its roots are more in like Italo disco and I'm not even you know, thinking more of music. modern dance. I'm thinking of people I know who wear like vaporwave things and talk about vaporwave, but they also love hundred gex. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely more of an aesthetic component for sure. When I think of vaporwave and it's almost similar to hyperpop and the idea that it's like ultra processed images, but like a weird throwback in the ultra processing. Mm-hmm. Like you might have a, windows 98 image that you make this like weird distorted version of itself so definitely similar meta to me how both you feel like it. 
subcultures of like you're saying 90s kids but who are glorifying the 80s i don't know if that's yeah. accurate yeah totally yeah with like you know diving headfirst into accepting technology yeah just like accepting all the cookies that kind of vibe because <laughs> you're like just it, one with that, one with the computer that was my favorite song so far yeah that was great do you have a favorite song tom i do we close with it so okay all right should we keep, keep moving these then? sneak previews yeah move on i see the next one actually all i see the title is Seven Eleven drone yep so i'm thinking this might be tom bots john kale get out of jail free card if we're talking about drones john kale <laughs> uses drones drones are not what i would associate with hyper pop but judging by the title the music video is like flying a drone outside 7-eleven um, yeah it's it's a drone delivery and he gets a like a anime girlfriend from his <laughs> drone delivery great all right so many so, flavors of anime yeah i may have revealed too much <laughs> all right should we jump in yeah jump in track number four 7-eleven drone At Allstate, we will have your back. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's getting Allstate commercial vibes. Just talking about vaporwave. This is very vaporwave. <laughs> I'm picturing the Allstate man like floating through space, going towards a light to bring you insurance. This part feels Kanye to me. Yeah, I was thinking Kanye, or I was thinking Oh Allstate. like get really good at using auto-tune and then just surprise all your friends about this like secret <laughs> skill you have <laughs> i mean isn't that the point of auto-tune you don't have to get good at it also very fred again i feel like fred may have ripped a little bit of this mm. style i can see it yeah. we dance so hard fred wow even a little of that like uh, what's that hyper dance genre 
Happy hardcore. Happy hardcore. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like Laura Lust really likes hardcore, which is another one, you know, found on the internet back, back in the day. Little DJ Rashad. Just need those triplet hi hats. Definitely Super Bowl, Super Bowl halftime show caliber. Wait, wait, fifty years. What's also is it leaving Weds to Prince? I will die for you. Nice. one yeah that was great i like the flip too when he said i'd try to take you dancing but you'd rather go roller skating and it drops to the simple i feel like it's a good balance there it's reminding me of something and i can't put my finger on it with the like auto tune and the really pretty like is it a kanye album i mean that song definitely life of I think pablo you were right. is Tom that there moments of life of pablo that sound like this oh, yeah definitely think yeah. there's some um, Kanye influence especially that one part it was like yeah it's operatic yeah exactly operatic and he's like really beautiful moments I'll keep thinking on it it might be Kanye I just remember there was an album maybe our junior or senior year of college like 2012 2013 that was similar to this style and I remember it blowing my mind it might have been one of tricks point never it was either him or Kanye but I love it just to circle back on the the blues and bring it up into new merging with newer genres and maybe like Arl Burnside's Come On In is a like an album. It's kind of Arl Bernstein. I don't know who that uh, is. Burnside. 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 Blues, blues yeah, he's like an old blues guy, but like I feel like in the late '90s he got discovered by like. Yeah, Lomax, maybe. Kid, Alan, like, and they started. And then they became R.L. Grime. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll put together Tom if you're down. Let's put together a companion playlist for this album, and we can um post it for people for listeners who want to listen to some of these R.L. Burnside and the Mullets run. You got to put that into Fancy. some yeah. tangential yeah. songs. We should do a Mullets episode. All the best Mullet albums. That'd be good. Ooh. I actually can't really think of anyone besides Joe Dirt, who historic like a musician who had a mullet, but I'm sure they exist. Uh, no. Billy Ray yeah. Cyrus. There you go. Mullet. Just look at the 80s. You'll... Yeah, all those hair metal True. people. Yeah. Launching in. Number five. Two more tracks. All right. Wait, which ones Here, do we have left? This is What I Made okay, yeah, yeah. for You, Lo-Fi Dub. This is my FX twin. Mm-hmm guess i'm thinking reggae right. here i'm thinking straight dub the title is not misleading all right we'll see we'll see jumping in 
Track five. Wow, soul again. I don't know, it sounds like a field recording on like a island in space. The, the island in space that the Allstate man's on his way to. super hot anymore yeah there's a moment where they were on every track another kanye influence yep this one it is hotel horns on the end there yeah i like that one a lot too i feel like he does a good job too as i say real quick of using his voice i don't know as an instrument yeah it's there's just so much at play and i think one of the things i was trying to think of how to describe this actually is one of the things through these songs it's like all this like almost like happy and naive um feel to these songs and i would say like you know like through the through the ages you know there's been a bunch of bands where i think i mentioned earlier like beach boys and beatles and like stuff like that but i think that's like people keep making these songs through the decades and they kind of come in different packages and different styles but they all have like the same lineage like filling that void of like relationship and like young love and but i don't know how to like succinctly describe that idea i know what you're saying though i think that was pretty good good job of gonna give you another ten thousand points but not the extra 100 but i don't know if that's just xc i'm not up on my roman numerals i had to google convert it but yeah i think (laughs) no that's like it is hard to describe but is it just like pop songs i guess i don't know yeah right but but a pop song can also be like Rihanna, like, which yeah, isn't, right. 
yeah i'd say she's more like worldly and like what what makes it naive to you do you think um like just like this like this last song's chorus like come and see what i made for you like it's like got that like little almost like corny little hook in the chorus where you're just like this is what i did for you like sweetheart baby babe so what's your ideal setting now i'm curious of listening to this like what do you give us an image of how you consume this album i'm just curious (laughs) (laughs) um like is it just watching the videos like i'm imagining are you just looking at like just staring at the videos or are you like walking around or are you listening on headphones like most of my music consumption these days are a few like evenings where everyone else is asleep and i just have a lot of beer in the fridge and just post up on the couch and just run run through them all that's great yeah it's pretty awesome good times that's a happy and naive moment so it's fitting yeah right just or i guess it could go it could go anyway but it could be dark and you could be like an alcoholic who's just like, this is my only moment of relief. I don't know if that's alcoholism. If that's no, I'm not saying Tom is, I'm saying it could go either way. Like someone could be listening to this and, but I feel like, yeah, it's just, a, yeah. It's Listeners a good take a generous it. interpretation of that <laughs> description. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a mood. It's a good, ha- if you want to be in a happy and naive mood, you put on a happy, naive. Yeah. You're just chilling. Song. It's like, it's Friday yeah. night. I don't know. Yeah. It's Endless possibility. Blast through YouTube. <laughs> don't overthink it. <laughs> I'm just curious how people listen to music these days because I feel like no. my consumption habits have changed over time. Yeah. Like you listen to specific albums in specific situations would, or contexts. So I was curious that, about this one. And yeah, I would say like this has always been my exploration like method. Like even when we living together back back in the day i think the the thing that's changed though is that i don't have like as many mobile options because like 10 years ago i would like download everything put it on my Mm -hmm. like ipod and then i'd have it with me like everywhere and now it's like it's a pain in the ass to download shit um i don't have any streaming services so it's only when it's like me and my computer like it, like it was, but just like kind of the breadth of consumption is diminished, I would say. Yeah. And as you were saying that, because I was thinking like, wow, maybe I got that influence from you when we lived together 10 years ago. But <laughs> definitely that was a moment in my life where, you know, on some random night, I would just be sitting around and like actually just like playing music and chilling and talking and basically doing what we're doing now. But I don't yeah. consume music like that as much anymore. Or I'm like um, yeah, too see, ADD for it or something. Yeah. Well, maybe that was a divergent. Like you, you probably have like a more structured music consumption. That's I've just kept on that same. No, but I like that. I think people should put it in their repertoire. It's good. It's great. That's all I do. All right. We're coming music up to was. the last track. Oh, go ahead. And I don't know if Tom, was. if you wanted to uh, preface this with anything. I'll just I'll just leave it at this is my favorite track of the short and sweet. And I think it's a very fitting uh, song title as you guys got a little nostalgic for your roommate ship ten years ago. This track's called "Of Course I Still Love You." Uh, oh yeah, it's in the key of 
<laughs> yeah, what's the key of key? C major? The key of love. Nice. And it's the Seinfeld theme song. <laughs> I mean, that might not be my mistake. Funky bass for Lee. Love it. Travis Scott. start learning this dude do it it's making me want to start making music but being less sloppy because i feel like dylan brady did a good job of making stuff that could almost sound sloppy but it's clearly not sloppy because that's like a really clean loop yeah right and even when it gets heavy it it's controlled Mm -hmm. like yeah it's cool because it's always controlled but there is so much but you so you think it's like on that edge one and i feel like it's uninhibited that track reminded me a lot of jai paul throwing in more sort of that mm. precursor to hyper pop totally but yeah i hope uh i'll just put on jj kale in the background go ahead i was just gonna say because i want to slip it in uh, before i forget that 
first track's intro reminds me of an uh, undisputed classic, um, Waters of Nazareth by Oh, oh this right here. Just like the, like the slow, heavily distorted. Yeah, fuzzed plotting. out. Synth. Yeah. Right? Totally. All right, and launching into the album again. Track. Yeah, great album choice. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun to talk about. I think I talked too much as usual, interrupted too much, but I'll give myself a minus 100 points. Tombot clearly wins the episode. That run you went on in the middle of it was unlike anything I've ever heard on Connecting Classics. So, gotta, good job. Gotta tie it all up. There's so much. You can just branch out any which way. That's true. You could go any any direction except to the blues. Or no, you no, went to you the can. blues. Yeah. Yeah. RL Burnside and Grimes. I gotta say, I forgot that Paul Rudd was in Clueless. <laughs> what part does he play? I don't know, but he's in oh, the Oh, yeah. He's, uh, no, he's he the, main, the, the, main, the main guy. He's the main no good way. guy. Nice guy. Alright. It's an adaptation of Emma. And I just looked up Clueless. There's a character named Ty, T-A-I, or an actor named Ty. Uh-huh. Jai Paul, Ty. Okay. Ty, <laughs> we <together>. gotta go. <laughs> R.L. Stein, that's what I was thinking of. The Goosebumps R.L. Stein. R.L. Bernstein. There's a lot of good R.L.s. Wow. R.L. I got unlucky. My initials are L.R. Red Lion. Maybe that's the key. Rocket League. Reverse, reverse. Maybe we do an RL episode in the future. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Tom, for being our first guest ever. Oh, album shit. ride-alongs. For the album ride-alongs, we've had other well, guests. Well, been, it's been great. Great way to celebrate Micah's birthday. You got anything yeah. to, uh, we're Evergreen Podcast, but yes. You got <laughs> anything to plug? Uh, clearly a very patriotic album for the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> Peace and love. Peace yeah. and love. That's what it's all about. So yeah, you can go. You can support the album on Bandcamp. It was super easy. Uh, go check out Dylan Brady, Hundred Gex. Anything else, Tom? No, just um, yeah, check him out. He has a lot of stuff. Um, thanks for having me on. It's been great. Of course. Hope you hope you enjoyed it. Go learn that bassline, Lee. All right. Yeah. And and uh, learn learn auto tune too, so you can. Uh, wouldn't that be incredible, though? Over top. Lee, I want you to start. You could be the new prince. I want Just get you. really good at auto-tune. Talk about I Would Die For You. Yeah. But I want you to come back next week with a bass line looped and you sing an auto-tune over it. That's my right. challenge. But we do have... Let's see if I can pull it up in a quick enough amount of time. We do have one bass loop that we used on Recorded History of Music. And I might not be able to pull it up fast enough. Nah. All right. We'll catch you guys next next time. All, All right. right. Bye. Catch you later. <laughs>